hooded justice. It all started with you. You're the alpha, pal. It was your idea to put that mask on and fight crime. Angela, you're about to turn into a vegetable. Director Hoover is not a depraved homosexual. Cheese, beware the Cyclops. There will be no mob justice today. Trust in the law. Is it starting? We are talking HBO's Watchmen Season 1, Episode 6, this extraordinary being. The After Buzz After Show starts right now. I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, I felt like I just took some nostalgia pills. That was so much to swallow. I cannot believe we survived this episode six of Watchmen. Wow, is all I have to say. Yes, we are talking HBO's Watchmen season one, episode six, this extraordinary being. And we're not for once talking about Dr. Manhattan. I mean, we are talking some real ish right now. And if you don't know who we are, I mean me. My name's Teron, and I will be hosting and paneling on this panel as I'm the only one here today. Everyone else has gone to join the Seventh Cavalry, especially Drew. I feel like Drew went, she started her own section. No, everyone else was out this week. However, as we're going into Thanksgiving, however, I will be here with all of you. Uh, Of course, you're as important, if not more important to this panel than us. We will be mining the live chat because, of course, the one and only Steph Sabra, Mrs. Ten and a Half and more is in the booth having our back right now. Hi, Steph. Hey, T-Ron. How hey, are Watchmen you? fans. Look at that sultry voice come on I'm in. so excited. I heard this is the best episode of the season. I don't know about the best episode. <laughs> I will say this. It is by far the heaviest to digest episode, and that alone makes it the best. I mean... Every single week, I am enthralled by this by this series. I always ask myself, what can they do to make it better? How is that even possible? What direction? And just as I think I know where we're going, we have an idea, and yet it means nothing. This episode was so strong, so much, so just compelling. This is truly the most compelling television on on air right now, by far. We are going to be breaking down this episode by nostalgia, of course, as we got Angela taking the pills and the aftermath of this. William Reeves, this is the William Reeves episode, if it's only the beginning. It feels like there's so much more to this story. We're going to talk about June, and I don't mean the month. I mean June, as in the baby we found in the in the tall grass, who William Reeves promises to never make cry and how she leaves to Tulsa and how that story came about. Hooded Justice, the figure who we've been watching through um, the television story. We all think we know who Hooded Justice is, and yet we have no idea. Uh, wow. Minutemen, that formation of the Minutemen and Nelson Gardner and and all the members that come to be. Our man Fred, and by our men, I mean the man we love to hate the most, Fred, and his leadership in the Cyclops. We're going to discuss the Cyclops escapade as the Cyclops and that conspiracy and how that led to a culmination of events, of course. Lorna at the movie theater, that by itself and the idea of being able to mesmerize and mesmerism for the masses, that deserves its own breakdown. We have, of course, going back to Angela, bookending it as we go back into Angela and who she is and if she'll ever be the same. Hanging of the, of Sheriff Crawford, we, we get an answer of sorts to that. 
We have an amazing special segment, Buy or Sell, which if Ryan was here, he would tell you it means we have a portion of the episode which we either buy or sell, and we tell you which ones we like the most and, of course, the one which we had to sell. And oftentimes, the one we sell just happens to be something because the series is so amazing. We have to come up with the sell moment. So don't fight the sell. Let it happen. We have some news and gossip, which is going to pertain specifically to Hooded Justice, some predictions which so far... This panel and all of you at home have been extremely on point. This analysis that comes in in the comments each and every week, and we're going to give shout outs, has been amazing. So, thank you so much. My overall thoughts on this episode I began with just a portion of what it was. The, my overall thoughts is this episode is amazing. It is, it could have been the first episode. And yet, here we get it at episode 6. That's how wonderful the Lindelof version of storytelling comes to play. Everything is interconnected and nothing. This is so. This is as if Dr. Manhattan is telling a story because nothing is linear. We have time in focus and out of focus simultaneously. You understand. And this was a psychedelic trip. I feel like I took nostalgia pills. I took LSD. I I can only imagine what mushrooms must feel like. It must feel very similar. The realism, the color, the black and white montage, the way it was filmed, the 360 loop as as, as William Reeves' hooded justice jumped out of the window. This was a cinematic experience. This is not something... We are watching it on television, but television honestly does not do it justice. Each and every week, we are getting a movie. We are getting a movie that every single television show and and movie especially dc movies should aspire to be this the same way hooded justice inspired the minutemen to me watchmen must inspire what we think of as quote unquote comic book television if this does not receive an emmy at least a nod, if not win the Emmy for several, several categories, I will be shocked, surprised, and dismayed. This is brilliant television. We're learning. We are experiencing. We are we are just totally enamored by the story and all its functions. We're lear- we, we, we're we're truly in this world, in this world all the way. This is this is in a in effect one of those uh one of those three D glasses that people put on or 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 the holograph type situation where you are just immersed completely immersed in this world and it is craziness the nostalgia pills we learn a little bit about and it's very interesting that they are now owned by lady true's company which is going to lead into predictions of course and the the overall theories that nostalgia pills were banned because you should not take them and we learn a bit how they're made they are and they insert these little chips into your brain and they harvest your memories literally harvest memories and it was supposed to be for older folks dementia treatment and of course they needed to do more and people started taking them and getting addicted and overdosing because of course as and that's the bit of social commentary that plays is that this is commentary of how we love to live in the past and this is just social commentary at its finest. The concept of how the the past looks brighter, the future looks bleak, and the present just looks like there's no hope. That's where we are with it. And of course, we do love to live in the past, which is why we love these memories. Memories have this effect of making us 
making us feel good and it seems like everything was always better our childhoods were always better the way we lived but not in the case of William Reeves William Reeves is living in the past because it motivates him into the person who he is and he disregards it and yet he is constantly living in it we learn about Angela's grandfather who is the herald of not only these nostalgia pills but we find out that he is actually hooded justice and that is something that's extremely interesting we will get into that in news and gossip but the william reeves story we've learned about william reeves in the beginning episodes where we saw this man in a wheelchair who just had this mysticism about him and now we find out why William Reeves is, we know for a fact that William Reeves is Angela's grandfather. We know for a fact that William Reeves is the person who who visited Angela and somehow escaped. We saw all those things unfold, but we did not know who William Reeves truly was. William Reeves just had this, had this supernatural ability to plan things and know things and be things and now we see that this is a lifelong journey that this is who William Reeves is William Reeves is uh the young man in the 1921 Tulsa massacre who survives William Reeves is the grandfather of Angela William Reeves is the man in the wheelchair William Reeves is the person who hung Sheriff Crawford so to speak William Reeves is hooded justice William Reeves is everything And I mean that in every sense of that word. William Reeves is just such an enigmatic character to play such a linchpin in this whole storyline and brings down and brings up everything. I mean, to get to go back and see that police, uh, that police graduation in New York City, 1938, in which the sergeant walks by congratulating everyone for becoming a police officer except for the black man, the only One of two possible, I saw another black officer, however, Lieutenant Battle, who was William's inspiration to join the force, and William Reeves, Lieutenant Battle, pins and congratulates William Reeves, and the white sergeant walks by him as if he wasn't even there, and that's where we get the connotation of understanding the subliminal and subtle and yet extremely apparent racism that existed in the United States throughout history. Historically speaking, we are talking social and and community disenfranchisement, systematic disenfranchisement, oppression, injustice, and we see that as a cinematic theme throughout this entire episode. That police graduation in New York City in 1938, as we're fighting the Nazis or or beginning the war to think in the 1941 joining. Remember, in America at the time, an overwhelming amount of Americans actually approved of the Nazis' actions, something which we have removed from our history, yet so much evidence remains. We see, we see that William Reeves is just, he's an angry, angry man. June says that to him. You're an angry, angry man. And he's so angry, but for so many reasons. He watched so many people die, be murdered in front of his eyes as a child. He's seen only injustice and racism. And even as he joins the police force to do good in this world, he realizes that the evil is within. We see that story. We see William Reeves and Lieutenant Battle and R- Lieutenant Battle being the first one to bring up beware the Cyclops and we see the, the, the symbol later on and that symbolism comes to play. We also see William Reeves 
And and it's interesting how his story, in a way, a story of all people orphaned, is mimicked in the action comic story of Superman, uh, the most popular of superheroes in our world, of course, uh, alongside Batman. Superman's story of being places, family places him in the ship and sends him to a far place being part of that entire William Reeves childhood and the story of June being placed and sent off to be safe. And that that mimicked his storyline and how that played a component in who William Reeves ultimately was. We also cannot forget the movie montage that's played throughout the show, which is Trust in the Law. Bass Reeves, this hooded black Marshal of Oklahoma who saves the day from the sheriff and there will be no mob justice today trust in the law he says at the end June makes William recap that story it's interesting to watch how Bass Reeves and, and Superman and this officer this innate sense of justice but does it come from a good place and I can't say that it ultimately does it comes from a place of justified anger and volition in him and that's the reasoning we get behind the hooded justice transformation. You ain't gotta, you, you ain't gonna get justice with that badge. You're gonna get it with the hood. And if you wanna stay the hero, the townsfolk will have to think it's one of their own under it. And that's the, that's the motivation to become hooded justice when he puts that hood on again. And we get there because his own police force sets him up. Fred comes in. Okay. Let's get to the delicatessen bombing. The fact that Fred was able to throw a bomb in a Jewish deli so nonchalantly and then know that he will get away with it because he's a white man. That is the ultimate vision and ultimate portrayal of white of white privilege, especially at that time, and especially of 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 hatred and racism and bigotry because that unfortunately speaks to a lot of actions that were happening at the time of very strong anti-Semitic, anti-Jewish, clearly anti-black sentiment that, that resonated in white America at the time, especially in the thirties going into the forties and fifties. And we see it culminate in the civil rights movement of the sixties, which is simply, is simply a quest for, some form of humanity and equality. We don't even get desegregation of schools until 1954, the Supreme Court rules on it. However, it took a decade or more in order for schools to become integrated for an education system. So racism is very much alive and well, especially in in William Reeves' life. And we see all these actions. We get this, we get this entire vision of of what life must have been like. It could not have been easy for a police cadet and a police rookie at that time to be black. We even see June is not accepting of his police life. He speaks on it himself. William Reeves says, I know what you must be thinking. I have joined the enemy. I'm one of them now. And that's unfortunately a sentiment that we still have in black America today is we look upon black police officers. I mean, let's look at the scene in Minnesota society where a black police officer is like, oh, you should take that off your skin. You know, the, the, it's dirty. You think because I'm one of you, I'm not. It's a sentiment that we still have, but we know that William Reeves doesn't want to be one of those officers. He's doing it because he wants to help in some way because he has this 
this strong pain that he's held in his heart and his soul for so long. It's a pain that cannot be relinquished as we see when he transforms into hooded justice. We see him as hooded justice and we see that that those police officers, as he takes Fred in and he arrests Fred, something, of course, he does. And at the time I saw, he was still standoffish. He's afraid to touch Fred, even as a police officer, handcuffs Fred, takes him in, and the other policemen, the policemen who were clearly in the KKK, come in, and they even show a sign of support, something that was meant to trick William. They go, oh, you called him a spook? You need to apologize to him. And they take him away and said, we're going to arrest him. Don't worry, William. We got you. We got your back. And, of course, Fred is just released on the streets the very next day as if it was nothing. And and the police officers basically, as William was walking home, the police officers come around. And, and then they, they go, oh, you don't want to join? You need to come with us now. And they take him to a tree, very similar to the tree, reminiscent of the tree that hung Sheriff Crawford they take William Reeves to the tree and they hang him with a hood and then, of course, cut him down right before death and they say, next time, it's going to be for real. And that's the hood and that's the noose that's around Hooded Justice's neck. Wow. Talk about compelling television. Steph, is the chat alive with chatter? Yes, they are. It's lit in here. Uh Let's see. Stunning. Still trying to process. So much explained so now. Much. A whole new batch of questions. That's from Libra Living Matt. Gratian Ryan. The Minuteman TV series was a red herring for the reveal since they mainly focused on hooded justice. Um, what's Jungle Guy? Moloch the Magnificent. Now this villain is planning to harvest the sun's energy. Hmm. Doc Ock? Interesting. Yeah. I'll keep an eye out on the chat. We have so much. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate all the comments, of course, for all the people who listen and watch the show and share, subscribe. We appreciate each and every one of you. You are, if not as much, more so important part of this panel as all of us that are here. Thank you consistently for commenting, sharing. Those who listen on iTunes, keep giving us those five-star ratings. We, We feel like we deserve, but you also feel like we deserve. We are the... The second best Watchmen, best Watchmen podcast, simply because Lindelof has his own with Mazen, uh, Craig Mazen. So they have a great podcast as well, but they, they in turn enjoy ours. So thank you so much for making us the ESPN of TV talk. Every show you love, we have an after show for, and this show is so much love. We appreciate it so much. Hooded Justice. We get the we get that hooded justice because we've been watching hooded justice in the American story, a hero story. We've been watching him, and of course, the assumption is that he's white. We see his face, especially in the beginning of this one. We see his face. He's a white guy. No, no, no. Hooded justice is William Reeves. So many times, the hero needs to blend in and not be given the credit. We see that in, of course, historical uh, pieces now of how how many black men inspired white action and did not get credit. I mean, this is this is in that vein uh, of um, all those movies in which we see now and we know now the true story. But at the time, it was because because of the racial climate in the United States and Hooded Justice felt that in order to be the true hero, he had to be white. And, and they, the townsfolk needed to think he was one of them. 
But now we know the origins of the noose and the hood. The hood he put on the first time that he he helped that couple escape that those those would be attackers, and was named the hero. It, he had to be white, and and it must have broke his heart each and every time he put that 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 cream on that that foundation the the makeup just to appear white for others so much so that we get that even when the formation of the minutemen nelson gardner aka captain metropolis specifically tells him not everyone will be as quote-unquote tolerant as i am and we see that he's not as tolerant as he seems himself we do find out that their relationship however is true i thought for a time maybe because I saw June and I knew that they clearly had a child simply leading to Angela, that maybe the 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 sexual denotation of, of hooded justice for television was made in order to possibly degrade or take away from him. We've seen that also historically. We've seen in situations where black men are made to wear dresses or things of that nature in order to take away their masculinity. However, in this case, we see that William Reeves does have a bisexual or sexual fluidity to him as he engages in sexual um, intimacy uh, of whatever type with Captain Metropolis, a.k.a. Nelson Gardner. We see the beginnings of them wearing their masks and their interaction. But we also see that William Reeves does have a wife, June. June, the baby that we saw in the tall grass. June, the the child who who William Reeves saves is and that was a bit awkward to me simply because I thought that they would have a brother sisterly relationship but they clearly grow into lovers in which June has an ultimate love and is such a strong very wonderful intelligent character very intelligent as we see she's just there even when nelson comes in and is like we need to talk business she goes oh business oh and sits right down that strong black woman character who we all love to watch manifests herself in june reeves june who is ultimately strong enough to leave william because she sees the impact he may have on their son the june who also may be aware of his of his uh outings with 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 nelson june who knows that William can play no part in their the raising of their child who takes that child away because she sees there is no end to this that June that June who was who was the one who laid on William's chest and said tell me the story again I and then he recaps how he was the one who who found a baby crying and she said and you have to promise not to make me cry no more that June wow what a character June June who writes for for the Amsterdam newspaper that June. I mean, we learned so much. Honestly, you have to understand, I have just literally watched this episode with all of you. So there is so much to digest. I don't even know where to start. It's just so much to tackle. It feels like the heads of the people that Hooded Justice took on as he bashed the cops into the ground and 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 saw what they were able to do and what they were doing and and was the inspiration behind the Minutemen hooded justice who who fought crime on his own wearing the wearing a hood and that noose around his neck to never forget 
That hooded justice, the Minutemen who was inspired by the hooded justice, by hooded justice and his actions, the Minutemen who basically we see all of them, who fought Captain Access, King Mob, and Moloch, who may have been characters who were created in order to justify their existence, were and who came first. Uh, that Minutemen, the Minutemen who Captain Metropolis came and recruited hooded justice to give them validity, the Minutemen who we've seen in the comic books, and now we're seeing a, a, just a figure of them, uh, a nudge of who they are, the Minutemen who, who basically disregarded Hooded Justice and his, his how he found the, the Cyclops' uh, secret plan, that Minutemen, the Minutemen who, who said yes, and now for savings, let's talk about the bank, and we see that imagery that is still racist at its core with the white savior and the black robber that minute men i mean we just got so many depictions and and honestly these are things where i feel like i was entranced in this memory myself it's pictures that i can never forget things that i feel fred who we get is the person with the warehouse, the person who hooded justice and william reeves join us one officer reeves shoots Fred, and then goes in and shoots all the police officers, some of them who were the ones who strung him up, shoots them in that warehouse after seeing what they were capable of with the Lorna at the movie theater and got a form of vigilante justice, which leads us to the Watchmen later, that vigilante justice, the Minutemen who didn't believe him and, and, and William Reeves had to take matters into his own hands and he goes in there and he literally just... He, he he kills all those police officers. Uh, and thankfully, this is before fingerprinting because he touched so many things in that office. I know we were all looking at that. I mean, Fred, who was, the f- who was just this slob of a man, just this bigot who nonchalantly tosses a, 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 a cocktail, a fire cocktail into a delicacy owned by... A Jewish delicacy, and then later on uses his warehouse and is part of the Cyclops plan. The Cyclops, which is this plan to, to, uh, at a subconscious level, just mesmerize the masses of black people. And, and we see that with Lorna at the movie theater, and we see these plans that they have. We get this map where we see Portsmouth has one, Boston two, New York City five, Philadelphia six, Baltimore three, Williamsburg two, Cincinnati two, Richmond four, Norfolk three, Middletown one, Cleveland two, Atlantic City two. This plan, this sinister plan, this book, Mesmerism for the Masses by W.C. Florentine, uh, this plan in which all Negroes are your enemy, attack them, do not bring harm to any white man woman or child only to each other again and again viciously hate them do not stop until blood covers your hand this brainwashing of lorna and this photograph the flickering light that we see as as the officer is practicing how to mind control and brainwash and this is something once again social commentary where it's possible this is implanted in some way i kept thinking of this is what we listen to in in rap and this is what we see in imagery and this is what we're getting now this all negroes are your enemy attack them do not bring harm to any white man woman or child only to each other again and again viciously hate them do not stop stop until blood covers your hand 
Wow, talk about powerful imagery and 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 none of us hating William Reeves for doing what he did, even though it was it was the antithesis of justice. It was vengeance at its core, and yet none of us hated his destruction of what plans to be later, Cyclops. And then, of course, we get back to Angela, and Angela, who should not, she's OD'd on these pills. She's living with it. Will she ever come out of it? We see her husband, Calvin, tell her, your name is Angela Abar. You were born in Saigon in 1976. I'm your husband, Calvin. We met in Vietnam. Now we live in Tulsa. We have three children, Topher, Emma, and Rosie. This The year is 2019. The president is Robert Redford. You need to come home now. You need to wake up. I love you. Wow, just so much went down. Angela, what's going to happen? Is she OD'd? Is she going to be able to to live through this. Is this how dementia's caused? I mean, we get a whole nother lifetime she lived. In that hanging of Sheriff Crawford, we see William Reeves using the same technology, that same mesmerizing flashlight, blinking, flickering light technology, but this time just in a flashlight in order to control Sheriff Crawford into hanging himself. Sheriff Crawford admitting that the KKK was a legacy, but trying in some way to convey a message. You don't know me, old man, possibly saying that he was trying to rectify the actions of the past that his grandfather had caused, or maybe not because we see the sinister plot that we know with the with the senator and the cavalry that Sheriff Crawford is is entangled with. I mean, we have 10 times more questions now after receiving a thousand times more answers. That is the true testament and power of the show Watchmen. We understand nothing. Is there anything such as the truth? We do not know. This is a true understanding of, of, of knowing that you are honestly unworthy of such greatness. I mean, we're watching. I, I often watch this show and think to myself, how do these writers even begin to do what they're doing? This is crazy. I mean, I'm watching your show thinking, this is a show I would love to be on and yet afraid to ever try to attempt to be on. I mean, just the acting is so strong, so magnificent in every single way. We're learning we're learning how stories should honestly be told. This is just the strongest. And I'm sure that all of you in the comments below have so much to say. There were so many there were so many uh eggs just just Easter eggs all over this episode, numbers and meanings and symbolism and iconography and things that we can only begin to decipher if you see any Please, in the comments below, let us know all of the things that we should know. Uh, let's get to that special segment, Buy or Sell. In this special segment, we buy or sell a, a part of the episode in which we feel for 100% or we, should, we, we aren't buying so much. Uh, I buy the entire Nostalgia Pill and William Reeves' story, I buy every single one of it. It was just phenomenal. The only thing I can even begin to sell, the only thing I can even think of selling is, is, the, fact that, is the fact that William Reeves used the gun, his own gun, and then touched things. And of course, we know that this is before uh, modern, modern techniques in which we can fingerprint and, and ID bullets and things of this nature, but 
murder cases, even cold cases, stay open forever. So I'm sure maybe at some point they would have figured it out. I don't know. I hope that's not the case, but that's the only thing I can even begin to sell. Uh, let's get into our news and gossip, please. Throw up that picture of Hooded Justice as we get to Polygon.com. Our friends at Polygon.com, HBO's Watchmen changed comic canon without changing anything. Wow, how do you even do that? The true origin story of Hooded Justice. We get an amazing article on HBO's Watchmen builds itself as a continuation of the influential 1986 graphic novel. Of course, not a remake, and it has followed through in every way possible with the story set 34 years after the events of the book. The show has explored the fallout from Watchmen, but not interacted with the story directly. Now, that all changes, of course, in this sixth episode, The Extraordinary Being, in which Watchmen, the TV show, makes a big change to Watchmen, the comic and does it without actually changing a thing and that is hooded justice who was hooded justice in the comic book uh we get to find that out what the comic told us and how it told us we get all of that including uh key clips of the comic and we also get an understanding of hbo's watchman giving hooded justice a functional functional that is the key word origin story and that's how brilliant this story is the watchman series makes hooded justice into the superman but not superman that dr manhattan is we get a lot of sex stuff that plays and is very relevant i mean that series the white and black and everything that's going on in every single way i mean Honestly, truly, this is a must-read for every Watchmen fanatic such as myself. Polygon.com. Make sure to read it. HBO's Watchmen changed comic canon without changing anything by Susanna Polo. Thank you so much for that article. Let's get into some predictions, shall we? Predictioning it TV predictions. With the predictions, as we saw, we're going to get Angela Abar being taken somehow to Lady True. Uh, I think she's she's broken out and Lady True somehow fixes her. I feel that these nostalgia pills, since Lady True opens uh, owns the company, are specifically tailored for Angela and therefore will not have an effect outside of disorientation as she's being reprogrammed to be Angela. I think her understanding, we get a better storyline on what Lady True's plan to quote-unquote save humanity is, and we get a reckoning with we find out what happens to Looking Glass because at last we saw 7th Cavalry was rushing him. I do not think he demises yet. He's too good a character. And I do not think we are done with the William Reeves story. This is only be the, be the beginning. We get the William Reeves story and we get it told on June's behalf to Angela as the grandmother and so much more to come. I cannot wait until then. Until then, on behalf of Ryan, Nate, and Drew, and myself, make sure to stay watching this Watchmen after show. We appreciate you. If you want to find more of us, you can find them at their perspective labels. Of course, you can find Steph Sabra at... That's right. And uh, I live through her IG. I do. And of course, mine is at I am Tehran because I am Tehran. I am T-E-H-R-A-N. Even though I don't know who I am anymore, I might be William Reeves. Find me hosting 
and paneling on a slew of other After Buzz after shows because all of your favorite TV shows are my favorite TV shows also, too. Also, there's 113 of you in the chat, only 22 likes. So make sure you like this because yeah, like we need likes. We need likes. We need likes because the more likes we get, the more likes we give. Thank you so much, and we will see you next week. I don't know if I'll make it through. Man, that was an episode. Who watches The Watchmen? TikTok, 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 TikTok. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 